Well, the rains have ended here. It's now sunny Southern California, but man, we had a good soaking. I loved it. Set a record since 1983. First time that we've had more than six days straight of rain in the month of April since 1983. Today's Saturday. It's been the Easter week, the strangest one I've ever been through, but um, strangest part of our world anyway. So, yeah, so it was, you know, we, you know, the Easter week, it's the big, the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're really fascinating in that they just kind of cut through the life of Jesus at a blistering pace. I mean, um, most of them don't even start off with with Jesus until he's already 30 years old and stepping out into ministry. Um, very little is known. You know, we have some stories about his infancy, birth, uh, and one scene then cuts to where he's 12 years old, and uh, and then the next scene he's he's on a he's on his last three years of his life, and that's what the Gospels really focus on. And they kind of rip through that, too, pretty quickly, uh, proportionate-wise. But all of a sudden, at Holy Week, the Gospels slow down and get really specific. They slow down for those last days on Earth, the last week of Earth. And some notable traditions have come out of that, Palm Sunday being one of them. Uh, kind of the beginning of the of the Holy Week. Um, Mahdi, Thursday, the Last Supper. Mahdi means mandate. It's where Jesus gathers his disciples for the uh, Passover meal, pre-arranges everything, and then purposely leaves some things out, uh, like somebody to wash feet. That was customary uh, to have a person to do that. And uh, he didn't, and none of them thought it was their job. So they did something very uh, uncouth traditionally. Uh, they all sat down to eat without washing their feet. And uh, that, was, that was considered very inappropriate. And then Jesus, as you know, washed their feet and became their slave and said, you know, nobody is above anybody else in this new creation. We're all each other's servants. What I've done, you do for others. And he doesn't mean like literally running around washing people's feet. He's just saying, just don't ever think anything's below you. You know, it's not my job. Yeah, it is. It's, it's all of our job to look out for each other and extend grace and compassion and care and concern and service and love, ultimately, which is not just words, but actions. And uh, so they share that meal, and after four glasses of wine, they go to the Mount of Olives, and are in the Olive Grove in the Kidron Valley, and that's where he is summarily arrested. You know the story, Judas betrayed him, so they say, poor Judas, he always gets a bad rap. Um, and they all run off, except Peter. Peter slashes the ear off of the uh, servant of the high priest, a guy named Malchus. And Jesus uh, heals the guy's ear. 
And uh, then he's arrested. And then he's brought before several trials, starting with Caiaphas, the high priest. And uh, first Jewish trials. And then, uh, and then Roman ones. And uh, he's found worthy of death. And uh, sedition. And they execute him in a very typical Roman fashion. Yesterday it was Good Friday. They call it Good Friday. Jesus uh, died at the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. He didn't last very long on the cross. Amazingly, it, it was an instrument of torture that many people left days on. But he was so thoroughly beaten... Uh, filleted with the flagellum of cat of nine tails. It's just a, it's just a vicious whip. It's like a, a whip with a bunch of strands of barbed wire. And, and he was beaten and uh, spat upon and tortured and raped. A lot of people don't know that. You don't hear that in too many churches. But um, listen, any heterosexual male will tell you. What's your biggest fear if you ever had to go to prison? I've got buddies that have gone to prison. I've got buddies that are in prison. I've got buddies that have um, been in fear of going to prison. And you talk to any of them. And what's my biggest fear if I had to go to prison? You're, if you're a dude, you're probably thinking the same thing. It's getting, it's getting fucked in the ass. That, that's horrifying to this guy, to most men. Uh, and in prison, rape isn't, isn't uh, just a sexual thing. It's a domination thing. It's a humiliation thing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not sexual. Most of the men raping other men in prison are not homosexuals. They're not, they don't even have same-sex attraction, but what they want to do is humiliate the other person and... Uh, that was normal in Roman culture to do with prison men and women. Very normal. So it's kind of a hard visual to think of Jesus being raped by a bunch of Roman soldiers, you know, just while being beaten and whipped and raped and bleeding from everywhere, from every orifice, and then carrying a, a chunk of wood, which they impaled him on, and he died naked because that's what they did they humiliated you they stripped you naked naked beaten raped a victim now christianity gets into all kinds of weird things about why that happened today and uh, the most prevalent theory today that's in most churches today is that jesus was a sacrifice a human sacrifice from his own father. I mean, his own father sacrificed him by killing him in our place. He satiated, he, he appeased, he satisfied uh, the wrath of God against humanity and sin by taking it out on his son instead of us, or at least yet. It gives us an out. Some of us, some of us who acknowledge Jesus as Savior, blah, blah, blah. Ask him into our heart. What that's supposed to mean? Huh. They call it substitutionary atonement, vicarious atonement. And uh, 
bullshit. And, you know, it, it, it's the prevalent theory for the last thousand years since St. Uh, Anselm kind of developed the, the punitive system. Uh, but it wasn't, the f it wasn't the theory the first thousand years of, of Christian history. <coughs> Jesus' death was seen as something else. And the, the theories then were called Christus Victor, or Ransom, that, uh, as it says in the scriptures, at least in one portion, that he, he, Jesus came to undo the devil's work, and he tricked the devil into thinking that the devil won and defeated him, but Jesus rose from the dead on Easter and conquered death, and conquers death for all of us metaphorically and literally um, that there is a there is a restoration and a renewal the apocatastasis the restoration of all things uh, through this death it's seen very very it's seen very vividly in uh, C.S. Lewis's work of Chronicles of Narnia uh, there you see the atonement depicted although most evangelicals are too stupid to to realize it, the, you, you see Christus Victor, uh, the wicked witch. She's tricked and thinks she's won when Anselm dies. Uh, Aslan dies, I mean. Uh, and, uh, and then Aslan conquers death and renews the world and is victorious. That's the Christus, Christus Victor. Jesus wasn't killed by his father. He wasn't a human sacrifice tossed into the volcano to appease the angry God. He was killed by human beings. He was killed by people. He was killed by uh, the Jews. Can't dodge that. You say, well, that's so anti-Semitic. No, 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 no. Not, not all Jews. He was a Jew. His followers were all Jewish. His whole movement was Jewish. But he was killed by the Jewish leadership the most powerful, by the, 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 the Jewish aristocracy, by the, by the aristocrats and by the Herodians, by the political forces of the time of the Second Temple time period. He was killed by the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and the chief priest. And he was killed by the Romans, the Roman authorities, by the governor, Pontius Pilate, in cahoots with the Herod, and with Rome, the occupying political forces there, they, they murdered him. And that's because, listen, they didn't kill Jesus because he was a nice guy. Just this wonderful Prince of Peace walking around, loving everybody and saying positive, uplifting things all the time. No, Jesus was crude and rude and a provocateur. He spoke truth to power. He spoke in a very earthy and, 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 and in many ways a very filthy way, in, in a very derogatory way towards the rich and the powerful and uh, the decision makers. And he identified with the poor, the outcast, the marginalized, the under-resourced, the oppressed, 
and he spoke for them and they didn't like that and they shut him up uh, funny how the church has changed so much right i mean the followers of jesus now they're all about power and glory and might and, and their president and the rest of that crap but um not jesus if he were alive today, he'd be doing the same thing, and he would be silenced in the same way sooner or later. He would not be putting up with this bullshit that goes on here, and he would not be popular with it. Um, but he would be popular with the, with the outcast and the downtrodden, just as he was then. But that doesn't get you elected to many things. It doesn't win you many favors or many friends. It usually just breaks your heart because you see all the pain and the misery. And Jesus as much died of a broken heart to see the status of humanity and what it had descended into. And he was calling for a revolutionary change of, of reality from that status to the kingdom of God, where we treat each other as family and care for each other see ourselves in the other where we can commune and share and create synergies of creation and love and healing but anyways that didn't happen then and hadn't happened in the last 2,000 years I think it's further than ever <laughs> quite frankly the movement he tried to start Christianity died it's it's fucking it did not succeed it's about the biggest loser religion in the world in my opinion um because it in it's not even remotely close to what he was trying to get going or start which was certainly not another religion but that's what we got so we have these these holy days and today's saturday holy saturday it's the day after friday and it's the day before easter morning and this has always been my favorite day of the Holy Week because it's Shabbat. Uh, they got Jesus off the cross at three. They hurriedly stuffed him into a borrowed tomb. And then they had to stop because it was Sabbath, Shabbat, sunset. All work was to cease, and it did. Everything stopped. And that just meant that after Jesus' execution, after the betrayal of all his disciples, <coughs> The shocked followers of Jesus, who were, they were just left stunned at what had, had transpired in the last 24 hours, they had to sit on it for a day. They just had to sit there in their misery, in quarantine, in lockdown, and face the reality of how everything sucked, how bad it really is it was the worst day of the week Saturday but if you know the story we lose that misery because we know Sunday's coming Sunday's around the corner Sunday a new story starts Sunday a different ending happens we get we get an alternative ending to our sad movie 
the one we wanted, you know? It's like a star is born. When Bradley Cooper remade that movie, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just don't even listen. Um, but I went to see it in the theater. I knew I was going to get my ass kicked because God, the first one did with Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. It was just unbelievable. So I knew the story already. And it gets to the end of the movie, and man, there was like this hope in me, like maybe, maybe he'll change the ending. Would that not just have been awesome? You know, to have Bradley Cooper in the last scene come out on stage to sing with Lady Gaga. You know, you would have gone like, oh. Was, oh God, I love, I loved happy endings. I loved, I loved. Oh my God, I'm a, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, and I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my God, what a great movie! But it has a surprise ending. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's a great ending, and I wasn't expecting it. But I walked out of that theater going like, that's how it should have ended. And that's kind of what Easter is all about, right? It's, it's, it's about this birth, rebirth, this hope. Death doesn't have the last word and hate and torture, but that love does, and love rises above and is resurrected. And we are given the power of resurrection in our decisions and how we treat people and how we're gonna treat each other, how we're gonna wake up tomorrow and do the world. Every morning for us is a resurrection with a decision of how to live life, how to treat others, how to, to be the best version of ourselves. But let's not skip through this day. This day is the day that we, the disciples realize how, how much the earth sucks. And for so many, their entire lives are spent right here on Saturday. They never get to see the Sunday. They've just experienced the Friday and they're stuck in Saturday. We need to think of them and remember them and honor them and maybe you are them. Uh, in some ways I am, more than I've ever been. Uh, and, uh, and, and, we can, and we can honor that and realize maybe the best part of the Jesus story isn't the fact that the easy part, he was victorious over death, he rose from the dead, he went to the Father and is preparing a place for us and is leaving us with these hopes and dreams that, that maybe the other side's gonna be far better than where we're at right now. Um, he gives us that hope that none of us can know for sure exists is real or not. But what we do know exists and what we do know is real is Jesus, unlike any other God that I've looked at or followed, Jesus identified with the most trampled upon, the most broken, and uh, he, he identified with the poor and the weak. He, he counted himself amongst them, and he was one of them, and he was treated like one of them. He was beaten brutally, raped, tortured, and murdered. He was spoken falsely of. He was misrepresented. He was given, you know, a black man's trial in the South, <laughs> a kangaroo court.
and uh, he was betrayed by his own and deserted by his own. And he, he went through it all. He knows what pain is. That's my attachment to Jesus, is that I don't look at anyone's suffering and think the pain and the anguish, the frustration, the anger, the injustice of it all isn't something that God didn't experience and doesn't feel. He does, and he did. And uh, may we all remember this Easter, the broken amongst us. And may we, if at all possible, be a little bit of resurrection in their lives. Have a holy Saturday. Maybe I'll do a message tomorrow.